0: Praise the Lord. Let us continue to pray for Sister Veronica. Praise God. And and again, this, this is representative that we now believe that she's going to be used in this church. If she comes and prays for you, you should be excited and thankful because God's going to use her. And I'm not telling her she has to go and pray for anybody, but hallelujah. We're just saying we believe. The, the Bible has a process where the elders of the church anoint uh, and send ministers to be used by God. And that's exactly what we're doing with Sister Veronica. We're releasing her in this church to be used by God. Hallelujah. God bless you. (laughs) All right, enough embarrassing her, and uh, let's get to the Word of God. I know we have been going long here today, a lot to get through, but I assure you, uh, I'm going to do my best to, to preach short today. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. It says, Thou wilt keep him or her in perfect peace. Everybody say perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 4, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. That word, strength, It's the same word where we see over and over and over again in the Old Testament is used for rock. In fact, the reason why it says strength is because the rock was the symbol of strength to the Hebrew people. And there is a common name for God that Christians have been using for many years, starting with a song from Augustus, Toplady in 1776, he said, "Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee." Hallelujah! Today, I want to preach to you for a little bit on that title, "Rock of Ages." How many of you know? He is the rock of ages. Let's go to the Lord and thank Him right now. Lord Jesus, we know You're going to speak to us. Oh, I feel the anointing so strong. I trust that God in this house, You will use me in great ways and You're going to bless this congregation and help us, Lord Jesus, to trust in You and put our faith in You. We love You. We thank You for what You've already done and we ask you to do it again. Do it again. Do it again in this house, Lord Jesus. Do it again in Jesus' name. One more time before you're seated, can you clap your hands to the Lord and thank him for what he's about to do. Thank you, Jesus. God bless us according to your will. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. In all of my sermons, I really have one joke. (laughs) It's my one joke. I've used it in many sermons. Some of you have probably heard me use this joke, in fact. It's my one joke. I'm not a very funny guy, hallelujah. So I, I don't have much material. But there is this joke. It talks of three Christians that decided to go out on a sailboat, and as they were out on the water, they weren't too too far from the shore, but as luck would have it, the wind stopped blowing. They became abandoned, if you will, out in this body of water. And they had no way to get back home. They tried using their hands. They tried using all this stuff, but they were out there. One of the the Christians, he he stood up and he walked over to the edge of the boat and he just kind of looked down at the water. The other two watched, curious what he was going to do. That man, as if he was just emboldened with faith. He says, I believe that if I step my foot outside of this boat, I will walk on water and I'll be able to walk to the shore. So to their disbelief, he stuck at his foot, he placed his foot down, and he proceeded to walk all the way to the shore. The two Christians in the boat, their mouths dropped Wow, one of the men stood up and ran over to look, looked down at the water. He looked at him, looked down at the water. And like a calm peace came over him while he looked at the water. He said, you know what? If he can walk on the water, I believe I can too. He slowly put his foot out. The man said, I don't know about this. He said, I believe it will work. He put his foot out, he put it down, and he proceeded to walk all the way to the shore. Well, of course, the third man, he said, I've got just as much faith as those guys so quickly he ran over to the edge of the boat. He said, I believe just as they walked on water, I can too. He put his foot out and he fell right into the water. The two men on shore, they looked at one another and they said, you think we should have told them about the rocks? <laughs> Being so eager, the third man never looked down and he fell Right through. It's my one joke. It's pretty funny, but it's pretty powerful as well because I tell you, all we need to do is find the rock. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Um, All we really need to do is find the rock. Hallelujah, I recognize today we might not be walking on water, but oh man, we need to put our feet down upon the rock of ages and the one that can hold us up in any situation. Come on, have you found the rock? Have you discovered the rock? Are your feet planted on the rock? Hallelujah, I consider that story of Peter stepping out of the boat How is it possible that liquid would become solid underneath Peter's foot? I'm telling you it's not because he trusted that the liquid could become solid, but rather because he trusted in he who was right in front of him. He trusted in the rock, and as long as his trust was in the rock, he was able to walk on what should not have been stable ground. God, hallelujah! because he trusted in the rock he was able to walk on liquid something that he should not be able to do oh but if we could just find the rock and trust in the rock then we could do extraordinary things in our lives somebody clap your hands hallelujah and see I look at this story and God many years ago revealed something to me You see, in the Old Testament, God often provided victory or a a way of escape by parting waters. Time and time again, God parted waters. He did it for Moses, He did it for Joshua, He did it for Elijah, He did it for Elisha. They parted, He parted waters and they walked on dry ground. But we see the form change. In the New Testament, they're not parting waters. They're walking on water. Hallelujah praise God. And see, there's a big shift there because I believe whereas before they needed to trust and God was going to make miraculous pathway of smooth walking so that they could walk through it. But in the New Testament we see where God says, no, I'm going to need you to walk on top of your situation. I'm going to need you to walk on top of your hardship. I'm going to need you to walk on top. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm not just going to make away supernaturally maybe sometimes he'll part the waters but what I found most of the time is he just gives me the ability to walk on the water he gives me the ability to be stable when there is unstable ground he helps me to make it through what it is I'm going through That's why Psalms chapter 61 and verse 2, it tells us from the end of the earth, will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When my heart is overwhelmed, when I don't know how to walk through this and I don't know how to survive this, he says, lead me to the the rock. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock. Because if you could just find the rock, you'll make it through. Let me give somebody today. You came here with heavy burdens. You came here with a difficult week. You came here not knowing how God was going to make a way. Let me tell you your answer. It might seem so simple, but let me tell you it works. Find the rock. Find the rock. Let me lead you to the rock. Let me lead you to the rock. Because he says, "When my heart is overwhelmed, when my feet feel a little shaky, when I don't know if I could keep on keeping on, and I don't know if my faith can hold true, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I just don't know if I'm able to be if I'm able to sustain my walk with God." Hallelujah, your feet are a little shaky. Your legs don't feel like they're strong. They might give out on you. He says, lead me to the rock that I may put my trust in something that is greater than I. We just need to learn how to trust in something greater than uh, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. He wants us to learn to walk on water. And he wants us to learn to walk on water in the storm. That phrase that those two words which we see in our passage of scripture in Isaiah 26 perfect peace. In actuality the Hebrew it is shalom shalom it literally means peace, peace. See, we in English, our English language, we have expressive words. We use adverbs to express measurement. We say things like, this is more peace or most peace. But in the Hebrew, they didn't have words like that. They don't have words like that. They would repeat words to express emphasis. That's why when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, verily, verily. In other words, listen up. I'm about to tell you something really, really important. Verily, verily, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He says, this is essential. You need to open up your ears. Verily, verily. We also see it in the book of Revelations. The angels are singing worship unto the Lord and they shout and they sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. What they're trying to say is not, oh, he's holy. Oh, he's a little holy. Oh, he's pretty holy. They're trying to say he is holiness. He is holy. He's the most holy. He is great and holy. There is no one who are more holy than God is. Holy, holy, holy. So in this passage of scripture, when he says this emphatic expression, peace, Peace, what he's trying to say and indicate is that they who keep their eyes on the Lord, they will have a peace that goes beyond human comprehension. It would be a peace that surpasses everything else that they see. And oh, hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost, something that goes beyond comprehension. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no wonder why Philippians 4 and 6, and and we'll talk more about Philippians 4 and 6 in a minute, but it starts with this. Be anxious for nothing. When I read this passage of Scripture in my Bible reading the other day, Isaiah 26 and 3, where it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I just thought, wow, that seems perfect simplistic but then I thought maybe that's exactly how it works he says be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication let your needs be known unto the Lord your requests be known to God I thought well if maybe I could just keep my thoughts and mind on him rather than my thoughts and mind on my problem. Maybe that would take away the anxiety. Maybe I would be able to find a perfect peace if only I could have my mind stayed. That phrase, to have one mind stayed, it means to lean on God in total confidence and security. I, after this, God had really been dealing with me in personal matters in this, this week. I had really been thinking about this, considering this, when Thursday night I had a dream. Now, everybody gets a little nervous when Pastor starts talking about his dreams. I don't believe and claim that every dream is prophetic but I can tell you that God many times has given me prophetic dreams or dreams that were meant to minister to me. In this dream, I was in my father's old church and I was just out of nowhere felt this confidence, this faith that came over me. See, I'd always wondered how did these men in the Bible feel after they did something amazing? You know, because I'm thinking if I see a miracle, I'm going to dance and shout. I'm going to go crazy. How would they react? It's always been a question in my mind. Well, what if, like Philip, I was baptizing somebody and then a moments later I was in the next town. God just picked me up and put me there. Well, but I couldn't just keep on preaching because I'd be so amazed, you know? How would I react? In this dream, it's like God gave me the answer. As I stood there in this church, there was just a complete peace and calm that came over me. And I believe that maybe this is silly for other people, but I felt confident that God was going to make me fly. And as I stood there, I didn't jump. I didn't do... I slowly just lifted off the ground in my dream. And I hung there. It wasn't like I was making it happen. It felt more like I was just falling. And in the dream, I just sat there, and the church was was rejoicing and praising God as they watched this miraculous event take place. I was just swaying back and forth in the air as God was just holding me and and moving me, causing me to to just fly in the air. I know that may seem silly to some people, but the whole time it wasn't this. Wow, what an amazing thing! It was simply, of course. If God wants me to fly, I'm gonna
1: fly.
0: Hallelujah. I'm telling you there is a complete confidence that we can walk in and maybe you're not going to fly but whatever you're going through can we just get to a point where we say God's got me in his hands. Why should I be anxious? Why should I worry? Why should I fall into the trap of trying to figure this out or figure that out? Why not just fall into the hand of God and trust if he wants me to fly I'll fly. If he wants me to walk I'll water, I'll walk on water, whatever he wants me to do. Don't be anxious for anything, but put your full trust and confidence in God. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. I had this understanding in the dream. If I were to question the event at all, I would fall. I had to just sit back and say, God, whatever you want to do. I can't lean on my own understanding. Peter, you want to know what the worst thing you can do while you're walking on the water? That's focusing on the storm. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah because as long as Peter's eyes were fixed on the Lord Peter was able to walk on the water but when his attention got on the storm and when his attention got on the waves he began to sink into the the water I tell you in the midst of the storm keep your eyes on Jesus in the midst of the waves keep your eyes on Jesus don't lean on your own understanding of what should happen or going to happen that if this is happening I am in the will of God and God's going to bring this around for my good. Put your trust in it that the Lord knows better than I. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. I can't comprehend what he's doing. I just fall back and trust that God will. Oh you want perfect peace? Trust in God. You want perfect peace? Fall back into the hands of God. And stop leaning on your own understanding. Oh, would you go ahead and talk to the Lord? Worship the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Matthew 14 and 30. We can read it. But when he saw the wind, when Peter saw the wind, His attention was removed from God. How about we make this a little bit easier? When the paycheck came in and it wasn't as big as you hoped. When the bills are due and you don't know what to do. When your child is sick and has to go to the hospital. When the car breaks down and you don't have the money to fix it. When you lose your job, maybe you get COVID. Maybe you lose a loved one. He saw the wind was boisterous. We don't blame Peter for that. Because I think how often is my attention on the storm and not on the one who creates the storm. And has the power to cause the storm to go away. He saw the wind boisterous. Peter was afraid. And began to sink. He cried saying, Lord save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. Caught him. And said unto him, O thou of little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Can I tell you, the storm can't make you sink. The waves can't make you sink. But doubt can make you sink. Aren't you curious, Peter? Why Jesus decided to walk on water to the boat in the middle of a rainstorm? Aren't you curious why God won't just make a way and fix all your problems and give you all the money? He's got the money to give. He's got the ability to make it happen. Aren't you curious? Verse 32. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Because Jesus wanted to teach Peter how to walk on water In the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Can I preach to somebody today? Your storm is meant to be a lesson that will teach you how to fully trust in the Lord and to find that rock and to stand on the rock of your salvation if only we could grab a hold of that right there and get a hold of it oh because I believe even if there's some people today you feel like you're sinking I believe the Lord is here today to pick you back up and to tell you, stop doubting, stop falling, stop sinking. Put your eyes on me. Keep your thoughts on me. Keep moving forward. Keep trusting that I'm going to make a way. Don't doubt and you won't sink. Won't you look to somebody next to you and tell them, don't doubt and you won't sink. Philippians 4 and 6. It says, be careful for nothing or be anxious for nothing. That's what the New King James Version says that we read a little earlier. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. What he's saying is, I don't have to worry. Why should I worry about things that are, I cannot control? I'm not saying don't sit back and don't work towards your goal or try to make a way or find a way. But I'm saying don't sit around and worry and be anxious and all that. That's not going to help not even a little bit. He says be careful for nothing. Be anxious over nothing but pray. Have you prayed yet? Have you sought God yet? Have you thanked God for the answer yet? How- oh, how- have you gone to the Lord in prayer? Have you made your request known unto God? If you have, then sit back in peace and tranquility, knowing that God's going to make a way and he's going to bring you through this. Why? Why shouldn't I be anxious for anything? The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, sounds a lot like perfect peace to me. A peace that passes comprehension. Shalom, shalom, peace, peace, hallelujah. Somebody say, shalom, shalom, peace, peace. A peace that passeth all understanding. How can you be so relaxed right now in the middle of the storm? It's because my eyes are on the rock of ages. And he's not let me go yet. He's not dropped me yet. He's not failed me yet. And he's not going to do it this time. Why can I be so relaxed? It's because I know whom I am and whose hand I am. Hallelujah. It passes all understanding. I should be going crazy right now now. I should be losing it. But I've got a trust that is holding me. It's keeping my heart settled. It's keeping my mind focused. Oh, I feel like God's going to give some supernatural peace in this place here today for those who will get their mind refocus on Jesus. Well, it's hard to see him through the rain. Just focus, focus, focus. It's hard to sense him through the wind. Focus, just focus on him. Why? Hallelujah, because thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I will keep him in perfect peace. Next verse. Finally, brethren. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue. If there be any praise, think on those things. Stop listening to music that's encouraging violence. Stop watching movies that are just putting bad thoughts in your mind. Oh hallelujah. Stop complaining. Am I right? Uh, now listen, I get it, I get it. We gotta unload. You need somebody, an accountability partner. You can go and unload, and they'll let you get it all out. Then they'll remind you, all right, strap on your boots and go back to work. Am I right? Because we could just sit around in our negativity and our doubt. He says, think on these things. If it's true, those are some good thoughts. If they're honest, that's good. Just, that's good. Pure, that's good. Lovely, perfect. Good report, perfect. Any virtue, awesome. If there be any praise, that's what you got to keep your mind on. Because if you do, verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Why do I got to keep my eyes on him? Because he is the embodiment of peace. There is not true peace outside of God. God. There's comfort, but there's not true peace because he is peace. That is his identity. It's peace. Oh, if I could find the rock that is higher than I. The rock who is peace, the God of peace. Could we stand here today? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How can I be confident that my spirit will be preserved? How can I be confident that my soul will be preserved? How can I be confident that my body will be preserved? It's because He's the God of peace. And if I keep my eyes on Him, I will not sink. That phrase, rock of ages, it means that he's strong enough to take whatever we lay on him. He will not wither away. He will not fall or back down. It doesn't matter how heavy that burden is on you. God can take it. It doesn't matter what the situation is. He's the rock of ages because he will survive it. He's the rock of ages because he does not stop. He's the rock of ages because he does not quit. No, for he will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. Why do I put my trust in the rock of ages? It's because I know he is stable and he is firm. And even when the winds blow and the storm rocks, If I could just find the rock, I know I'll survive. If I could just stand upon that rock, I will not sink, but I will make it. Can we find that rock today? Can we come to the rock today? Can we search out the God of peace? Can we get refocused here today? I know you brought a lot of stuff with you. I know you're struggling. But could you get refocused today? and would you walk down to this altar in that perfect peace knowing that the rock of ages is with you and he will preserve you blameless because he is the God of peace, devil. You can't do anything to me that that God will not allow. You can't destroy me because I'm settled on the rock. I'm settled on the rock That is higher than I. My marriage will not fall apart because God, my eyes are upon you. My finances will not fail because my eyes are on you.
2: my hiding place You are my hiding place I can run to you and I will be safe.
0: Yeah, Peter, you can walk on water. Just keep,
2: yeah, Just keep your eyes on Him.
0: Yeah, you can fly. Just keep your eyes on Him.
2: Yeah, you'll survive. And get away just keep you all sorry